the top players and legends to the very best analysts around the world from wherever the beautiful game is played. This is BTP. Now, we're talking football. Yes, hello folks, welcome to a special episode of Beyond the Pigeon. My host is always Phil Brown. I must say, delighted to be joined here for the first time. Football royalty, the magnificent Fabrizio Romano, of course, everyone knows who Fabrizio is. Does such a magnificent job doing the difficult things well. I must say, as someone who's worked in football for 10 years, it's truly incredible to me that someone can have so many good contacts across such a broad, uh, broad, broad space. This guy does it better than anyone, so let me welcome to the show. Fabrizio, how are you doing? Hello, 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 guys. Hello, Phil, thank you. I'm so happy to be with you, really. Thank you. Thank you so much. Fabrizio, before we get into what you do, tell me, what was your life like growing up in Italy? Why was football uh, your love? Um, um, what do you mean precisely about my work, right? Yeah, like, why, why did you, you, what was life like growing up in Italy? Were you a big football fan? Is, is, how did you end up getting into this? Yes, yes, yes. I always started as a football fan. Obviously, I, I, I love football in, in every way. I had the dream of playing football, so I always dreamed of playing football. Then also my other dream was to be a journalist. I started immediately with journalism when I was 17. So, yes, I've I been so young when I started. And, but, yes, I am also a football fan. I am a fan of Watford. You can say <laughs> I am from Italy. But so but funny. Yes, 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 yes. I, I, I love Watford since I watched the match against Leicester, you know, the crazy match with Trading and scoring in the last mm-hmm. minute. And yes. I felt something special. I had signed my first contract as a journalist at Watford because they have Italian ownership, you of know, and more. So, yes, I am a Watford fan. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you've always wanted to be a journalist. Tim, explain to me how, this, how you got this opportunity and, and how it came about. It was it was a big opportunity just because I always had dream as I told you to be a journalist. I started to, to write on a small website here in Italy. It was not just about transfer market, obviously, because I was seventeen. It was impossible to have contacts. Sure. But just talking about football in general, in particular about Inter, uh, the, the most one of the most important team here in Italy. So I was talking about Inter, about general in football. But I was just starting, and one day I was so lucky because I had the contact, a direct contact with an agent, an Italian agent, a small agent who was working in in Barcelona. In La Masia Barcelona Academy, mm-hmm. and he called me. I don't know. Also today, I don't know how he had how my my phone number, so I really don't know. And he called me one morning, and he told me I need some help to talk about some players I'm gonna try to take here from Barcelona to Italian clubs, and their names are Mauro Cardi and Gerardo Ulofeu. Wow. So it was so good watching players. And he told me if you can help me writing something on your website in Italy, and if I will have some news about them, I will become his and their agent, so I will help you. And that's how I started because he became the agent of Mauricardi, he became best friend and then agent of Mauricardi, and that's how I started because he also took Mauricardi to to Sampdoria and then to Inter. And my first important news as a journalist was Icardi to Inter. It was crazy because he told me this in November and Icardi moved uh, the, the summer after like seven months. But that's how we started, and I've been so so lucky. So I started by this agent, and here we go. <laughs> so you have these incredible relationships across such a broad space. I mean, you—it's incredible. And I, I talked to other journalists, and they say the same thing. It's amazing. It's very very difficult to do. How hard do you work at this to get those types of relationships? Because you must be one of the hardest working people in the business. 
Yes, I, I live for my work. I live for my work. I spend like 24 hours for my work during the window in particular. Obviously, now it's a different period. You know, you can be more relaxed. You can also mm-hmm. you always have to, to stay in contact with your sources, with people you like also as friends, because they are not just sources for me. Also my, my top sources are not just sources, are my friends. So if I can meet with them or now with, with viruses, it's so difficult, but keeping in contact, having space time to have a great relationship day by day. And obviously, during the window, I, I live for my work. I live for my work, I stay always in contact, I send messages, I have calls, I try every day to find new contacts. Obviously, it's not easy, but if you like it, it's part of the game, so I really like it. And thank you for the beautiful words, but I, I really I really like it because transfer market is, is something crazy for me. I, I live this like it was in, every day, it's a Champions League final for me. You know, I always try scoring, and this is what <laughs> I like. And so, yes, I really, I really like it, but I don't leave transfer market as a race, you know, I don't leave just to be the first. Uh, I want to be just correct. I know there are many fantastic journalists all over the world, not just here in Italy, as in England, as in Spain, as in Germany, as in the USA, wherever we have fantastic journalists. And I really respect everyone, but I try to be always correct. So that's why I think people are happy with my news, because I always try to be correct. And this is important for me. Respect people, and you will have respect back. Correct. And, and it, you know, I think that's important. It is to be correct. Um, it's very difficult to be correct always in transfers because transfers are such a fluid situation. They constantly change. And then you say so, and so many detail changes that you get to blame um, because people think that you are you make the news rather than you write about the news. Um, what is a typical day for you like? I mean, because I look at your timeline and you're tweeting that all different hours of the morning during a transfer window, you must never sleep. <laughs> <laughs> during the window, it's so difficult to sleep for me because I always think, okay, I'm going to sleep and if I lose some news, it's there you wake up and you lost the news and it's terrible so I don't want this feeling I try to sleep like 5 hours from 5am till 10am this is my sleep schedule so I try to sleep like 5 hours 6 hours if we are during the weekend but no more and and that's it. I, I sleep like five hours, then I wake up and immediately I start to having calls, to sending messages, to also using social media. Now it became really important to have social media mm-hmm. direct relationship. Also on Instagram, I have many important agents that now they are following me on Instagram and it makes it easier for me to find contacts, to meet new people. So I always try to, to catch people, to get in contact, to, to, to find news. And in my typical day, I always have to, to always give updates, not just on social media, but also with Sky Sports here in Italy, with The Guardian in the UK, so I always try to, to update with my channels also on social media. I started like five or six years ago to, to tweeting, to have a post on Instagram, and this is so important for me because I want people to have my news always for free, and obviously on the channels where I work. You have two million followers. That's more than most celebrities. How has this changed your life? Yes, uh, that changed my life just because uh, now people tell me, ah, oh, you have two million followers, okay, in this sense, yes, yeah, because uh, they, they feel like I am, okay, you are the legend, you are the best, but I don't feel like this, really, I have to be honest. I feel like just one of the many journalists we have, uh, a good level, I am happy to be a good level, but mm-hmm. as many others, I always say I'm not the best, I don't feel to be the best. I think we have a good, good level, really, on social media today, more than three or four years ago, now today, if you go on 
on Twitter or on Instagram, you have many good journalists who are doing a top work on the transfer market, and it was not like this, like three or four years mm -hmm. ago. So I am so happy to be part of this team of top journalists. We are not working together, obviously, with different sources, with yeah. different papers or TV, but I'm happy that football fans can have this kind of, of, uh, of work by us. But I don't feel to be the best. It changes my life just because more on social media than on normal journalism, on old media journalism, you know? On social media, it changes my life because they are contacting me to having something on social media, these kind of things, but I am not the kind of guy that I'm going to do many things as sponsors, uh, not part of my style. I like to be normal, I'm a normal guy, and don't feel as the goat or the best one. I really feel like a journalist, I, I like my work. I Every day I think, okay, I'm sleeping five hours every night, <laughs> okay, during the window, but I am paid to talk about football, sure. and this is fantastic. This is We are really lucky. I feel really lucky, but I don't feel the best. I feel part of a good team of journalists we have on social media and, and all over the world that are really fantastic. We have many, many fantastic journalists, and I respect them really so much. You're, an hum you're a very humble guy. So, for Peter, what do you have time for for outside of football? Do you have a, no do you have a normal life? Do you go to restaurants? Do you do normal things? I mean, what do you do outside of football? <laughs> it's difficult. This is so difficult for me. During the window, it's really difficult. My last girlfriend, like one year ago, told me, okay, stop. We can go on because it's impossible. And I respected her, so I'm smiling. Yeah, it's not easy, I know, but uh, it's part of life. It's normal. I am 27, so I... I always try to, to concentrate, to focus on my work right now. Then I know I, I have to, to change something, obviously, my future. But right now, my life is normal when the window is closed. But when the window is on, and it's really difficult because it's impossible to have a normal life. I am, I am lucky also with my friends because my best friends work with me. Mm -hmm. Sky or also on my podcast, for example, and more. And I have my best friends always with me, and it is so important because if I didn't, it was so difficult for me not having a girlfriend, not having my sure. friends, not having my family because my family is not in Milano, it's another city. I live here alone by 10, 10 years, since 10 years. So, uh, yes, having my friends is so important. So, my life is, is not so normal during the window, but after the window, yes, it's, yeah, it's so normal. You have your own podcast now, you started it through the summer, I believe. Um, tell me about that. Yes, it was an idea just because many people were asking me day by day, really, they were telling me, okay, tell, tell us more, not just yeah. the news, you can tweet or you can post on Instagram, okay, the player is going to this club, okay, here we go, done deal, and no more. We want to know more also about the transfer market. I think transfer market is becoming something like a show right now. Yeah. People want to know what's happening, the details. I have people who stop me here in, in, in the streets in Milan and they ask me, but it's true that Inter have a buyback option on this player. Enjoy your money, enjoy the player, enjoy the team, be the friend of the team. Don't think, okay, we have the buyback option, we are paying the salary, you know, how much of the salary we are paying is not your money. Enjoy football, enjoy exactly. players. Exactly. Why are you thinking about it? But okay, people are getting crazy also with details, so I said, okay, let's do a podcast um, talking about details, having some guests like directors, like agents that can make us understand what's happening behind the scenes of the transfer market. Obviously, my news will always be for free, so I always say on my social media, you will find everything. But in this podcast, you can find something more. So, for example, what's happening, as I told you, behind the scenes, some details, some agent that can explicate you how it's possible that this player moved to the, to the other club. So it's just about details. And, and they like it because I see many people are saying, Oh, this is so good to know what's, what's going to happen, something secret in the transfer market, because transfer market is a crazy world with many secrets. Yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's fantastic. You've got all this. You've got this podcast. What's your plan for the future for Brits? Do you want to continue doing this? Do you have a vision of maybe working for a club one day? What's your vision for the future for you? 
Uh, to be honest, uh, with the club, I think no, it's so difficult to adjust because I, I'm not like in this moment of my life. Then never say never, but in this moment of my life, I'm not thinking in working with a club or with some agents. Some agent proposes me, why you don't come to work with me? But mm-hmm. it's not my idea. I prefer to stay in the journalist part. I, I like the the feeling when you have the news, you provide the news to the fans. The fans are buzzing for the news. So because I started as a football fan, I am a football fan. So mm-hmm. it's normal when you when you feel something special in football and. As on the pitch, as also uh, when you have football news, transfer news, it's so beautiful. So I want to be a journalist. I see my future in the new media style more than the old media style. Uh, sometimes I feel like bored when I am in TV. You know, I feel something old. I feel people are more happy to see me like on Instagram or live on social media. Mm-hmm. I prefer this kind of journalism. So I, I hope to do something just on, on social media. I see my future on social media, but always as a journalist. So I'm not planning anything any different. And I know I, I have to be also, with, I have to consider also to creating my team. I would like it in my future, just because as I told you, I am not jealous of who I am. It's not part of my style. I like to have the most correct info I can. And you can do it if you have many other journalists that can help you. And why not in the future? But today, no, I can't because I am not having this crazy money to do it. But in future, I would love to do something like a team to have good journalists working for the people because I think transfer market is beautiful because we share news with the fans, with the people. Without the fans, it would be boring. You have mm-hmm. your paper, you have your TV, you're sharing your news, but if you don't have fans getting crazy for this player, for this news, it's nothing. It's really nothing. It's really poor. Are they as crazy in Italy about the transfer market as they are in the UK? Yes, and um, uh, obviously you mean in the UK. Yeah, if you look at the Manchester United fans, the, the Liverpool fans, yeah, the Arsenal fans, they're yeah. crazy, right? They just they send you messages all day long. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, I'm convinced. I always say I'm convinced if I have a bomb like Sancho to Manchester United at 6 a.m., <laughs> people would wake up during the morning to have the news. So they are really, they're really fantastic. Yes, in, in Premier League, they leave football on the social media in a different way, mm-hmm. I think. Also because I think it's something new for, for English people to have so many transfer updates day by day by mm-hmm. many top journalists, really day by day. Something new, I see in Italy and also in Spain, here in Europe, we had many times also on past years, like 10 years ago, I was so young, I was like a baby. But mm-hmm. every day I was with my paper, with TV, mm-hmm. with Sky Sports, looking at transfer updates because we have transfer updates in our culture, in Italy and in Spain. In England, it's something different. I think it's changed in like last two or three years. And now people are feeling they can have news before clubs are going to know mm-hmm. something. And this is new for English people. So that's why they are buzzing day by day. They are bombarding on Instagram, on Twitter, having news and tweet and to ask updates. And I really love it. I really love it because I see the passion of English fans. And as you say, Premier League is the best league in the world as fans are fantastic on social media so I have just to say thank you to the fans because sometimes you say yeah, I look your your Twitter you are tweeting also during the night but because when I see people asking me news and news and news and updates I love to share, to share something also if it is nothing important in this moment but having people asking me it makes me also stay awake just to, to give some small updates to the people I like it well the Jaden Sancho one was obviously something you've got asked about a lot I remember you tweeting earlier in the window that most things were agreed uh, it was just about United paying the fee. And obviously Manchester United were briefing something completely different. And that's that's <laughs> that's entirely up to them. What was that Jaden Sancho thing like? Because you must have been asked about it 
20 times a day every day <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, it was it was crazy i think it was crazy deal really also because i had it confirmed that at the end of july and the start of august i'm continuing to say this because i'm convinced yeah. about who was telling me about this uh, they were ready to, to, to finalize the agreement. Also, I met an agent some days ago on last days of the, of the window. I met him in Milano and he told me I was with Manchester United board at the end of July and the first days of August for another deal, not about Sancho, not related about Sancho. And they told me, yes, we are going to sign Sancho. It's just a matter of details, some days and the player is coming. So he was in Manchester United mm-hmm. quarter, so in London. So he, he was really convinced. He said, you are totally correct. You were totally correct in this moment. Then what happened? That something changed about the installments. They were convinced, in my opinion, that Borussia Dortmund were going to accept also something less than mm-hmm. 120 million euro, as they say, because of the virus. You know, obviously, all top clubs need money this summer, so it's normal if you are, if you can offer like 100 million euro with some adults with installment payments. They were hoping to get something mm-hmm. different as as final fee for for Jadon Sancho. This didn't happen, and in my opinion, it's also normal for German clubs because they don't need money. They are the only country that doesn't need mm-hmm. money at this moment. So uh, that's why that's why it was it was getting difficult by weeks. I think I respect Manchester United position. I really respect Manchester United position. They always say during August they didn't have an agreement with Sancho. Then in September they started to say yes, we have an agreement with the player. The player is not a problem. But then told that the player was not a problem also in July, also in August. And also in August, the player wanted to sure. join Manchester United. His agents were ready to, to find an agreement with Manchester United also about agent fee. So the player was not a problem. It was between Borussia Dortmund and Manchester United. I really hope for Manchester United fans that Manchester will come back for Sancho. I don't know if in January or next summer, but I hope yes. Also because they are saving this money. They are not going with this money for Dembele, for Ismail Asar from Watford. They are saving this money. And I hope for Jadon Sancho because the fans don't decide to see Jadon Sancho in Liverpool or another team really. Oh my crazy. God. I don't, those are the words thinking about. I'm almost done uh, for Brazil. First of all, let me ask you about one player they did send Traore from Atalanta. Um, what what should United fans expect from him? Give him time, give him some time because he's so young. Really, I know him so well. He's my friend also outside the pitch. So I like the guy before the player. I'm convinced he's a really good, good player. He had a fantastic face time on the day when he moved to Manchester United with, with Solskjaer. He told him, you are the future. You are one of the best young players we, we found with our scouting. We are convinced we signed the new player, the player of the future from, from Italian football. Uh, you have also to consider that Atalanta has the best academy, really the best academy here in Italy. Mm-hmm. They have many fantastic top young players. In my opinion, one of the best players of future is Kuluseski, who is playing for Juventus yes. from Atalanta. And trust me, he's a fantastic player. Mm-hmm. Cristiano Ronaldo is in love with him, so he's the future. And Manchester United are convinced that they signed the new Kuluseski, this kind of player. They spent money for a player who just had like 20 minutes in Serie A, but he's the future. So I want to say, give him some time also to do some work on some physical part. He needs to train, he needs to understand what is Premier League because it's so different from Serie A, also for a young guy who is 20. So he needs some time to, to start to, to, to become a real star. But give him some time, he's 18. But in the future, I'm convinced he can be a player at the top, top level for Manchester United. I hope for that. Uh, last question, Fabrizio. Once again, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, how do you see the market change? And obviously, with COVID, it's affected clubs financially quite a bit. Um, be interesting if no fans are in stadiums by the end of this this season. How do you see the market changing over the next year? 
I see, I see difficult market. I have to be honest, as, as we had during the summer, it was really difficult with many ideas and really less money because top clubs are losing money every day. I see here in Italy, we have the situation, for example, with Inter, with Juventus, they were taking like three or four million euro every match in mm-hmm. their stadium and they are losing a lot of money. It's the same for Manchester United, for Manchester City, top clubs in England, for example, look at Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Barcelona are in a crazy situation and we were expecting the revolution for Barcelona after the terrible match with Bayern Munich. Mm-hmm. and they didn't have any revolution. Yes, mm-hmm. they said, okay, to Suarez go out, too many players to go out, Rakitic, Arturo Vidal, but they didn't sign any top player. Mm-hmm. They just signed Sergio Des, good player, really, but they didn't need any revolution. That's because mm-hmm. it's really difficult to change in this moment for home football, and that's why I can say also to Manchester United fans, I know you are in a difficult moment with your team, but you have to consider your clubs are losing a lot of money, mm-hmm. day by day, really, match by match and day by day. So it's a complicated situation. I really expect also in January, and I hope not on next summer, but I fear also next summer to have less money and you need yes. ideas. You need ideas, you, have, you need to find the right way, you need to find agreement with the clubs. Uh, you need to find agreement with the players before the clubs. It's not easy. You have to try also particular deals, for example, as we saw this summer, like loan with buy option, with obligation to buy, is something new for top clubs, because in Italy we are used to see something like this, because in Italy clubs always pay in three, four years, but in England it's something new, for Barcelona it's something new to do a loan with buy option, for Manchester United, for Manchester City, for Chelsea. We have to get used to this kind of way yeah. of having transfer market because the situation is really difficult till the people will be back in the stadium. Hope so soon. Let's hope so. Fabrizio Magnificent, thank you so much for your time. I know you're a busy guy. I really, really appreciate this. A brilliant at what you do. Thank you so much and wish you nothing but success, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to be with you and thank you for the invitation. Cheers, Fabrizio. Take care, pal.